The defending national champion Denver Pioneers are coming into town to play the Minutemen for opening weekend. We have everything you guys need to get ready for this amazing weekend matchup. Let's go. everybody and welcome to episode 36 of high character big big weekend coming up umass home opening game they're facing the defending champions the number one team in the country denver's coming to town should be a crazy weekend up at mullins but we're super excited for it we'll be at both games my name is cameron and i'm joined by my good friend evan evan how you feeling man i'm nervous i'm a little tired because I'm just realizing now this is what our fourth episode in about a week. We are we are really cranking these things out, which is insane to me. Like we are already back in midseason form, and uh, I hope UMass can get back into midseason form because now would be a really damn good time for it to happen. I feel like against a you know admittedly sick nasty opponent like Denver, like I hate praising them because I hate them with the burning white hot intensity of a thousand suns, but. You, you can't deny having a championship trophy under your belt. You know what I mean? Like they have multiple, like they're, they're a very solid program. We got to respect that. And we got to be on our A game to try and take these guys down. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's obviously, you know, the first, first weekend back at Mullins, you know, really a lot, a lot of buzz around the program right now, you know, not a new guys. And this, this is a test, you know what I mean? Like AIC was a little bit of a test and we tied against them. We got it. We had to step it up big time against Denver, in my opinion. Yeah, this is as, as big a test as it gets. We mentioned they're the defending national champions. Uh, UMass season before them, national champions. So the last two national champions facing off against each other. Um, we talked to Coach Carvel a while back. He said this was his most anticipated weekend of the year, uh, which is pretty cool. UMass will be raising the Hockey East Championship banner. Should be a packed house at Mullins, uh, just as good as it gets in terms of atmosphere. Um, and yeah, it's a little scary going into this game, knowing the, um, the turnover of the program, how, how we, what we've seen from UMass hockey so far, but, uh, there's ever a game to get up for definitely this one. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, just thinking about like roster turnover, I mean, we got a lot of guys going, but so did Denver. So I don't know if this is like immediate cope, you know what I mean? Like trying to, you know, think that we have, you know, obviously we have a shot, like a, like a big, a big chance and a really good shot against this team. Like, I'm not going to just immediately discredit our chances because that's stupid. It's a game of hockey. Anything can happen, especially if we bring our A game. We're as tough of a team as anybody else. You know what I mean? Like that's what we kind of market our whole program and culture off of is hard work, you know, like determination, things like that. So you can never count out UMass in a game, but again, this is going to be really tough, you know, but just kind of thinking of the roster turnover, like, they lost a lot of guys, Denver, a lot of important guys. So who knows? I mean, this is a team that they, you know, obviously we're going to touch upon this in a little bit, but like they didn't really blow out Maine, you know what I mean? And Maine's kind of considered a, a weaker opponent in our, in our conference still. So this could be a case of, you know, we catch a team on a bad day, you know, a bad weekend, anything can happen. So this will be their first time away from home, I think this week, this year. So there's, there's definitely some stuff working in our favor this weekend, I think. Yeah, and let's, let's jump right into it. So um, we've talked about Denver winning the national championship last year. Their final record on the season was 31-9-1. Uh, very impressive. 
single digit loss season. They lost in the NCHC semifinals to Minnesota Duluth. Um, and then in the national championship, they went on to beat Lowell, Duluth, Michigan, and Minnesota State uh, to win the national championship. That Minnesota State game, they were down one nothing going into the third and scored five goals. Uh, that was at the final four in Boston. And this season, uh, they've been number one for both weeks of the season so far. Uh, their first game, they beat number 11, Notre Dame, 5-2. to two. And like Evan mentioned, they beat Maine 3-1. to one. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe a little little holes in the armor beating Maine 3-1, to one, but we'll have to see. Yeah, it's definitely a case of, you know, it, it really just depends what type of team comes out to play UMass. Like, you clearly, you know, you just mentioned they beat, you know, basically it was a top 10 team. Five to two, very respectable victory right there. But then against Maine, three to one, you know, I mean, like, obviously that's going to be a game where Maine's playing their ass off. You know what I mean? Like they're sitting there thinking, what do we have to lose? You know what I mean? Like they're ranked probably in the lower half of the pairwise and Denver is literally number one. So it's like, you just kind of have to go out there and wing it and see what happens. But I don't think we should really focus too much on the number that's next to Denver's name right now. It's a case of just, go out there, play your best hockey, work on the mistakes that we made against AIC and just see what happens. You know what I mean? Like it, it's definitely just, it's, it, you don't want to harp too much on the AIC game. You know what I mean? Like that came and went, these things happen, learn from it and move on to what's ultimately a much better opponent. And I think it's just going to be an even better way to see kind of what we have you know, just kind of mentally, especially this early in the season. Because again, a lot of new guys, there always seems to be the stigma around younger players where like they tend to get rattled easier. And I think if the locker room is calm and everybody just believes in Carvel's kind of culture and coaching philosophy, we're going to be just fine. And I think this is a great way to kind of test that against a literally the best team in the nation right now. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't get any better than that. Uh, we'll switch over to UMass. You guys know most of the story with the Minutemen last year, winning the Hockey East tournament, uh, missing out on the regular season title by just a game. And then they went on to lose in the first round of the national tournament to Minnesota. Um, a lot of turnover in the offseason, a lot of new guys. Um, we saw kind of the growing pains of that in the exhibition, uh, a three to two loss to Sacred Heart. And then the uh, opening night game against AIC that Evan was talking about. Two to two tie went to overtime, um, stayed a tie. The goal scorers in that game were Nodler and Lebster. So those are our two guys. And uh, we usually uh, like to jump into the like team's leading scorers later in the season. Obviously, we don't have too much, too many stats at the moment, but uh, those are the two guys that scored for for UMass. Um, they obviously lost their leading scorer in the offseason. And so did Denver. They lost their three big guys, Brink. Savoy and Gutman, those were the, the dudes on that team that uh, scored historic pace for points uh, last season. They lose all three of those. So um, that is nice to see them finally out of out of uniform for Denver. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how like we were talking, you know, about Bobby for, you know, the Hobie Baker or what was it Bobby T for Hobie B? How yeah. can I forget that? I had the T-shirt for it. But um, yeah, I mean, basically Bobby Brink was in that exact same conversation. You know what I mean? Like he... I think he had almost 50 points. I'm, I'm not looking at the stats right now, but I'm pretty sure he was just around 50 points. He was over a point per game. He was absolutely filthy that season. So it's obviously a big relief to not have to face that sort of scoring prowess. But in the same vein, 
you just got to look at it as me- as next man up. You know what I mean? Like the team's still going to have a lot of dangerous guys. We just don't know who they are yet. You know, like you can look at the points and stats from last season and have a general idea, but anybody can pop off at any given moment. Like you were saying, we don't really even have to focus too much on like the, the leading scores of the team because all of you masses guys have one point right now. All it takes is for one guy to have a two goal game. He rockets right up to the front of the pack. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen this early. So there's really not even that much of a, you know, a use to even looking at that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. We only got one game to go off of. Yeah. What, what we can go into is the goalies a little bit. So uh, returning for Denver, uh, what, what a name we got here. Magnus Krona. Uh, he was the starting goaltender all through the playoffs and uh, winning the championship last year for Denver. He returns and uh, he's very talented goaltender. We'll probably see him for both games of this series. Yeah, he's kind of been their workhorse guy. He, he tends to shoulder, you know, three quarters to, you know, maybe 80% of the games played for them. At least he did last season. And what a name, dude. Like, I don't even want to harp on the name too much, but that sounds like a, it sounds like a Fortnite skin. You know what I mean? Like, it just <laughs> sounds like, just sounds super badass. Like, this guy is just out here rocking probably one of the most hockey guy names that I can think of right there. But, yeah, he's a solid tendy. I mean, I remember seeing him play, you know, I think he might be a senior now. So, I mean, he's had a lot of time under his belt for uh, – for, for Denver and he's been he's been doing his thing like you don't win the starting job at the University of Denver by being crappy you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he clearly knows what he's doing and uh I think the key to stop him is just get pucks on net you know what I mean like you got to break down a goalie of his sort of caliber so hopefully that's kind of instilled in the game plan and hopefully we can make his 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 stats not look as good as they are right now because they're pretty solid as it stands yeah, last year, Corona had 27 wins, which is as impressive as it gets for college goaltender. For UMass, uh, there's still kind of the lingering question about the goaltender situation. On opening night last Saturday, we saw Luke Pavisic play. Uh, he played really well, had some highlight reel saves, um, 30-something saves, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, he got the nod over Cole Brady who I still think has a chance to see one of the games this weekend. We'll have to see. Uh, I would imagine Luke Pavisic will get the start on Friday, though. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. There's, I, I think, in my opinion, just from everything that I've seen online and just my own kind of personal thoughts on the matter, I don't see anybody but Pavisic starting the first game. It just makes sense. He played very well in the previous game. He has a whole week of rest. He's nice and fresh. Rock with your guy that was keeping in the game for most of the last game. So, you know, obviously reward him with the start. and. I think going to the next game is going to be a game time decision. You know, if depending on how Pavisic plays, if he rocks it, stick with the hot hand. If he's not looking too hot and he played poorly the game before, give Cole Brady a shot. There's literally no downside to giving him a shot at that point. So this is kind of the time early on in the season where you kind of want to see what you got in terms of the net minders. So it's just if, you know, again, next man up, you know what I mean? Like, it's just if you, if Pavisic isn't the guy at that moment, play Brady. If Pavisic is the dude, keep Brady on the bench it's it's simple yeah absolutely um and as we as we wrap up this episode here I kind of just wanted to do a little section on uh um there's a lot of expectations a lot floating around Twitter and stuff like that of uh people scared of this weekend people thinking this could be a disastrous weekend that kind of thing um at least in my I can only speak for myself obviously but I um I see this weekend going into it as a a win-win opportunity like very early in the season with a lot of freshman players um, and you get to play the number one team in the nation a legitimate national championship contender you get to play against the best of the best that this um, that this league has to offer 
So if you go in and you lose two games, um, the pairwise obviously isn't going to take that much of a hit. They're the number one team. Guys are going to get two full games of experience against them uh, as high caliber team as you can get. So if you do go in and lose two games, it's really not the end of the world. And if you go in and you take one and maybe even take both of them, that is the ultimate confidence boost as the season goes on. So I, even if they lose both games, I, I don't see it as anywhere close to hitting a panic button or any, any kind of tragic event. Obviously we know the state that this team's in um, and kind of a, a rebuilding, not even rebuilding, like a regrouping kind of year. So um, if UMass does happen to lose both games, uh, don't let it upset you too much. And if they get a win, celebrate it like crazy because it'll be awesome. Yeah, I don't even want to like think about it as just like immediate cope on our part, you know what I mean? But like, you got to remember, number one team in the nation, you know what I mean? Like, we don't even know where we're going to stand, you know, in a couple of weeks in the in terms of the rankings. Like, we could pop off, which is what I'm going to talk about in a couple, in probably like a minute or two. But just focusing on Denver for right now, this Denver team's insane. You know what I mean? Like, they're probably going to end up being another Frozen Four team. That's That's just the reality of it. Like, we... I don't think there's any, like, you can't even use the term disastrous weekend. I don't even think when you're playing the number one team in the nation, you know, like you're the automatic underdogs. Yeah. I feel like there really shouldn't be that much of an expectation. Obviously you want to hold the program to as high of a standard as humanly possible. And you want to set good expectations for the team. We always want the team to succeed. That is never going to be a doubt in anybody's minds ever. We have to set realistic expectations at the same time. We're not going to win every single game that we ever play. Do we want to? Of course we do. You know, if there's ever going to be an undefeated season in UMass's time, I'm going to crap my pants. There's like, it's just going to happen. That's just the way things work. But I just, you can't realistically expect to win every single game. Right. And to even farther try and grab somebody's hand and pull it off the panic button even more. We're playing union the week after I'm, I'm not trying to roast union. And I know they're catching strays in the middle of this episode. I feel like everybody's catches a stray. Every Union, episode. Union's caught strays in the past. They, I mean, guys, yeah, it's <laughs> Union. But, like, I'm pretty sure Slava Demin was catching strays last episode, too. I don't even – he probably doesn't listen. He's on Merrimack now, which is another point that I'll bring up. We're playing Union and Merrimack the next two weeks, right, after this weekend. That, in theory, could be four wins right there. At, at, at the bare minimum, two to three wins. Like, there's, there's absolutely, at least in my mind, no reason that if we start off the season 0-2-1 and – and that's the worst possible case scenario, right? That you get two, you get two wins out of the Union series, which at that point, if 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 we're if we're splitting a series with Union, then we start to say, hmm, it's a little weird. You know, we might have to, I wouldn't say hit the panic button, but the, the fingers gonna start inching ever so closer towards it. But yeah, I I don't think in any stretch of the imagination that the terms disaster weekend should ever be used in the context of playing number one ranked Denver. You know what I mean? The the opening Mullen Center weekend. You know, that's just it's it's blasphemous to me. But I don't know. I think you explained it pretty well too. So I can't really harp on it much longer. But yeah. Yeah, there's there's one thing you got to think about. Uh there was some turnover on this Denver team. There's some new guys. Uh they played home games to start the year. Mm -hmm. Uh so haven't faced any real adversity yet. They come into Mullen Center. We know how crazy that place could get. If you're a student, gotta show up. If you're season ticket holder got to show up if you're a UMass hockey fan got to be there uh if we could show them that crazy Mullen Center atmosphere that we've seen a few times over the last couple of years uh it's doable it's doable it'll be it'll be difficult it'll be a, a mountain to climb but 
um, I think we definitely have a chance and uh, us as a fan base can contribute to that for sure. And just to build off that, because you made a really good point. I'm, I'm calling it back a little bit to a couple minutes ago where I said that younger players might have this sort of tendency to get rattled. I think I should amend that to say that they tend to be more emotional in their responses, right? Mm-hmm. But using that emotions can be both positive and negative. They can get rattled, which is on the negative side, but they could also feed off of that and just completely blow away expectations. And I think with as young of a team as we have that has not seen a rocking Mullen center yet, I think if we were to show them what crazy atmosphere that we can put into that building and make it absolutely electric, they're going to feed off that energy. And I think they might surprise a lot of us with how well they play. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Well said. Do you, uh, you have anything else that you wanted to get off your chest about this game or you think we got it? Um, I don't know. I mean, do we really ever end up doing a legitimate like keys to the game? I feel like we usually do do that. Yeah, we can we can do some keys to the game. Obviously getting a lot of shots. So I think one one thing that I saw on on Twitter that I, I want to say it was Fight Massachusetts posted. It might have been Nathan Strauss. I don't remember who posted it. So if somebody wants to, you know, if they're listening and they want to put credit on the uh, on the Twitter post for this episode, be my guest. But somebody posted something saying that I think it was McDermott and Morrow or Elfco, one or the other. Basically, we had a big defensive pairing with like they combined for like 11 or 12 shots against AIC. I think I don't think we necessarily want to generate all of our shots from our defensemen, but I like the idea of just generating shots in general. Because I think especially against a very seasoned goaltender like Magnus Corona, <laughs> I think we need to really just make his life hell and really wear him down because we played very well in that third period against AIC. And I think we might have to have a very similar showing against Denver where we just, just grind them down the entire game, just wear them out, skate hard, fast, prepared, all those buzzwords that we like to throw around here on high character and that Carvel likes to throw around. I think we just need to embody that sort of play style where this, you know, this Denver team is just going to be destroyed halfway through the third period. And we just have to capitalize on it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I think for my keys to the games, um, I want to see UMass not playing on their heels. Mm-hmm. Like if, if UMass gets scared and plays uh, um, in their defensive zone, just trying to, uh, to block shots and not really get anything going, just kind of clearing the puck, I think that's danger territory. Um, I, I think it would be good to take a, a few risks in this game. The big uh, Brink Savoy Gutman line is not there anymore for that explosive transition. So you can kind of afford to, um, to play two-way a little bit. I just don't want to see them go on their heels and uh, – play preventatively for these whole games. I want to see some some good effort to get out on on-man rushes and score. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the type of team that we have to be. Like, we're, we're, we're that dangerous, explosive team. Like, that's why we have all these, you know, these highly skilled young guys coming into the team. They got to show a little bit of what they got. I feel like we played, at least against AIC, we were, I don't want to say that we were scared, but I think we were just – things just weren't necessarily, like, hitting their mark. Like, there was just a small disconnect. And I think – if, if those small, subtle, you know, plays and those passes, if, if everything's just kind of working a little bit better against Denver, I think we'll be really dangerous. Like we had a lot of really solid opportunities against AIC where literally things were off by a fraction of an inch and that ended up blowing up the whole play. You know, if we, if we play very, very efficiently and that doesn't mean scared, like efficiency and scaredness are completely different. Like efficiency is, you're taking risks, but they're actually working. You know what I mean? Like, as long as we're not making stupid plays, we're taking calculated risks. 
perfect, perfect in my opinion. I think that's what we're going to need to beat to beat uh, Denver. Yep, I couldn't agree more. We will uh, we will be in attendance at both games, like I said, this weekend. Uh, Section T, that's where our season tickets are. If you uh, want to come over, say hi. Love to talk to you guys. Um, we're super pumped for it. We hope you are too. There's a giveaway Friday night for the first game, I believe, a rally towel, which is pretty cool. Um, and we're raising the Hockey East banner, so uh, definitely got to get there for that one. And Saturday too, um, nothing better to do in Western Mass this weekend than watch the last two national champions face off in hockey yeah i think they're also giving away uh pint glasses or something like that after both games i think that's if you bought a certain ticket package is it i believe so i thought it was just straight up just like come to the game and you just snag it after the game i thought it was like for family weekend i can double check and make sure but yeah make fact check me for sure i think it might just be a special ticket package but I'm just saying that we might have to we might be drinking a lot of beers after this weekend so to try and, <laughs> i don't know depending on how things go yeah uh, for good or for bad reasons it does say family all right so it says family weekend package pint glass pickup so yeah i guess it, i don't know that's kind of weirdly worded but yeah i guess if if you bought some sort of ticket package then i guess that you might be entitled to a pint glass. i mean i kind of want that too mm. that sucks well maybe i'll try and well maybe i shouldn't just actively snitch on myself i'm not gonna steal anything of course but yeah no we'll we'll, we'll see how that works out towards the end of the game but uh yeah, I'm just super excited, like, especially just to get back into Mullins again. I could not imagine a better, like, driving up, right, we're, we're coming up together, and then we just see all this beautiful, like, autumn, fall leaves scenery. Like, that doesn't get any better when you're going up to Western Mass. And then watching the best team in Western Mass, I mean, that's kind of weird for me to say after the AIC game. But uh, <laughs> tied the, for the best team in Western exactly. Mass. Exactly. <laughs> tied, tied for the best team in Western Mass currently. Just it doesn't get much better than that, especially on a nice. It's supposed to be a pretty nice weekend, I'm pretty sure, as far as weather goes. I, we're given like a whole weekend update at this point. Should I like start pointing like a meteorologist on like a weather <laughs> chart? Like we got football against Buffalo at home. Yeah, we just want to turn this into an entire <laughs> just UMass general podcast instead of you know, hockey based. Jesus you know what Christ. I want to see this weekend? What do we want? I want to see students. So many students trying to get into this game that they just have to open up the doors. Like what happened last year in that one game. That's what I want to see this week that would be elite a nice I mean, student turnout would be incredible we got that that nice hockey video with reindeer uh over the week uh hoping to get students out there so yeah that's that's my wish and i mean there's really no excuse for that not to happen you know what i mean like it's not like this is any sort of like i know it's family weekend so that could honestly be even less of a reason why everybody's going to be out going to frats and stuff like that on the weekend maybe have it have a nice I'm not going to say relaxed because it's going to be very rowdy in that building, but a nice low key weekend with the fam. They're all coming up to see you, making sure that you're not goofing off, going to random parties. You're getting your nice education. You're going to enjoy a nice, sophisticated hockey game with your family. And we're going to fill up that building. And then it's going to become extremely unsophisticated when we're all screaming our heads off the moment that Pavisic leads us out for that first game. It's going to be unbelievable to see that. And I just, I cannot wait. Me as well. I think that is everything we have. So uh, we hope to see you at Mullen Center Friday and Saturday night. Um, it should be a blast and we're, we're super pumped. Let's go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody.